Did you enjoy the mountains of New Hampshire? New Hampshire is super underrated and everybody sleeps on it because that place is gorgeous and perfect. But I can't actually announce that or else people move there and ruin it. There's all these things that people just don't talk about because if they talked about them, it would, it would kind of make them worse. So can't tell you anything more about New Hampshire. I feel the same way about Vermont. Hey, everybody. It's Accelerate Daily. I'm Adam. And I'm Ramsey. Let's do this. It's Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. We're here to give you a roundup of the last 24 hours in AI acceleration. Welcome back, Ramsey. Thank you. Good to be here, Adam. Uh, Good to have gotten out into the woods for a little while, but happy to be back. Something new that's emerged since the last time you were here is our lead image with a a generative AI image of some sort as our our title card. What, uh, is this what Ronald, you, what you, Ronald McDonald at the coronation? Is yes. that what this is? This is well, no, it's yeah. just Ronald That's McDonald's good. coronation. Follow the link in the description for a whole series of pictures that are generative AI imagining of what it would look like to have the pomp and circumstance of Ronald McDonald's coronation. <laughs> I love that. Okay, let's do it. First up, we got Google I.O. coming up tomorrow. Alphabet to unveil, yeah. uh, CNBC reporting, Alphabet to unveil AI updates at Google I.O. showing off creative writing and coding capabilities. This is going to be exciting. God knows that after the last time they tried to launch something here with Bard, and uh, there was a, an abs- a conspicuous absence of, of crossing T's and dotting I's, I'm sure this one's going to blow our socks clean off. I think it's attractive to fall into a cognitive bias hole of like, schadenfreuding yourself into thinking that Google is not going to be a player here? Oh, it's the Google killer. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, but not quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it is somehow. I'm reminded of Ray Bradbury's essay about why Los Angeles is the greatest city on earth that he wrote in the 50s, I want to say, for maybe for Fortune. And one of his lines was that people have been crying the, the downfall of Los Angeles since like 1910 when the city was 30 years old. Like it's easy you like, aha, this is what will kill Google. Finally, it's like, why do we do this? Why do we do this to ourselves <laughs> and each other? For the clicks. Uh, next up, and possibly in the same heading, we got IBM's Watson. Headline from their blog says, meet the AI and data platform that's built for business. Yeah, I put this one in here and back to back with Google because it's worth calling out that, you know, the, the, I think when you dig into this one, like they're just jumping on a, an open source model on top of whatever maybe they had from Watson. But like they've been players in the space for a long time. They, they hold the chess victory to their name till the end of time. They're also in it. So here, here's the thing. If you don't know, Watson's a big deal. But if you know, Watson's the industry joke. Right. Um, that, that brought to you by the gang that can't shoot straight. Like, like there was... Uh, the, yes, they, they got Kasparov. Yeah, they got Jennings with, with Deep Blue and with Watson on, on Jeopardy. But the in terms of overpromised, underdelivered, like syst- behemoth systems integrators, sell to governments, don't really do anything. Like it's just shocking that they didn't walk away from the branding because the branding's radioactive. It is and it isn't, I feel like. But to my main point, this is an entrenched business interest, right? Who is also playing yeah. in the space. So when we look at it from the ex- acceleration lens, it's like yeah. okay, everybody's yeah. got their AI offering. All the players don't have to talk too much because they have entrenched business yeah if you're on ibm systems you're probably not doing that overhaul no no of course you're not and you're not going to some upstart like you're just you're going to buy whatever they have your partner's got to sell you next year next up we got ai screenwriters 
one's coming from Wired. Hollywood screenwriters are right to fear AI. Writers Guild of America demands for guardrails and artificial intelligence are a smart move, and the stakes are higher than ever. This one's an active conversation in my, my personal household. You know, my, my girlfriend works as an executive in the entertainment industry, and this writer's strike is very real for them. And a lot of the conversation has been, this is, might be one of our, my prediction is this will be one of our first interesting things we get to learn about the labor economy when faced with really bare incentives, really bound to the metal incentive structures, large organizations say, you know what, we'll get by with GPT-4. Um, and people say, yeah, but it's not as good. And they say, look, it doesn't matter. I've got the scripts of 700 episodes of this thing. It's going to create another episode. And I'm going to give it to an off-shelf intern who's pretty okay at this from USC. And it's going to be fine. We're going to make it work. And they're going to say, yeah, but like we had a thing done. They're going to say, no, 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 I understand that. But we have different incentive structures and we're playing a different game. And I think this might be one of those, those first moments where that really comes home to roost for a lot of people who previously thought themselves impervious to automation. I think the reason that this headline takes the tone that it does is because there's also, there, there's a voice in the popular conversation calling the screenwriters silly or worrying about this. And it's more nuanced than that to the extent that like, they're not afraid that they're not going to be involved in the process and like blah, 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 job loss. They have contract structures that they are currently working on renegotiating where you get paid more for a first draft than you do for a punch-up. And that first draft can be a complete piece of shit sometimes, right? But like that's just the dynamic, partially because of union contracts and things like that. And so to get to the bar of passable first drafts so that you can end run a contractual ob- obligation to the union of writers that you work with is for sure going to happen. I've read some of these first drafts. AI is already better than they are. And then you can go take it to your second wave writers and say, like, punch this up with some actually some good jokes. Completely workable for your average rom-com, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's completely fair for the screenwriters to say, like, okay, we need to get a, contract- like, like a, a contractual understanding in place here because of yeah. the way that our industry is a particular meat market. And I think there's there's a lot of meta incentive structures here about the journalists writing these articles and the necessity of the institutional inertia of, oh, come on, the, the loom won't be that big of a deal, says the weaver. Okay, that's, uh, that's it for our lighter fare. Let's talk about... Oh, wonderful, amazing. Let's talk about whether or not the Pentagon can use open AI. This one's from The Intercept says, can the Pentagon use ChatGPT? OpenAI won't answer. The AI company is silent on ChatGPT's use by a military intelligence agency despite an explicit ban in its ethics policy. Ooh, interesting. Like, like OpenAI's ethics policy says right. the Pentagon can't use it? Yes. Uh, this wow. is in the space of... What the hell? This is in the space of, no, no, let us regulate ourselves. And like, immediately, they're breaking the rules that they're setting for themselves, is what it appears whoa, 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 from this whoa, 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 whoa. Like, so, so from my understanding of like data loss prevention, some of the things that we work on with our platforms, I get why the Pentagon wouldn't let its people use ChatGPT. That's obvious. You're telling me OpenAI won't let the Pentagon use ChatGPT. Uh, they have an ethics policy that they've outlined where they claim that they're not going to work with government companies, which I think is part of the reason we're having the conversations we're having because they're not playing ball on their side either. Uh, oh my God. I am also not surprised to find out that that 
isn't the case. And it's a way more nuanced conversation again than just are they violating an ethics like thing, right? Because on one hand, the workers, this is the same, this ends up being the same space as like the people that are at Google and Amazon as workers upset that they're working on government contracts for like national defense. I understand where they're coming from. At the same time, you want your best and brightest working on challenges of national defense. Like we don't want to woke our way out of using the best tools in the theater of war so that we don't lose violently. This is mind numbing and this conversation might get political quick. So we should probably not touch on this one too heavily, but I am deeply disappointed to learn this. That is egregious. That one doesn't even feel like I can, I can, I can, I can safety one. That just feels like, like we're not going to be like, 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 like like we, we have not adequately aligned our cultural incentives properly that a bunch of smart people think this is the path forward. What the hell? Yeah. Not touching that one. On to further smart people in the area of governance. There we go. This one uh, I called Use the Constitution. This is uh, a piece from the New Republic. The headline says, the best safeguard against artificial intelligence is the Constitution. The president has the power to step in now before AI becomes a threat to national security. The primary point in this one is, uh, hey, we have a bunch of powers in place already. Stuff that we kind of put in place you know, because of nuclear weapons and things like that, like there are already triggers that we can pull very quickly to answer these things. But what you said about it when I shared it was Overton window. <laughs> yep. Yep. That this is the, now the discourse. Oh man. It's, it's so bonkers to me. Like I just, cause I can't help but think back grad school for me was a decade ago and we were sitting around like reading super intelligence when it came out being like, this dude's a lunatic. He's correct, but he's in the lunatic. Like, like Nick Bostrom was in the lunatic fringe. And now you've got this, in which we have to take very seriously. And, and mind you, the timbre on all of this, like they're not, the CEOs that didn't call in were not like the data warehouse companies or the ETL companies or the, like the bias monitoring companies. It was those that have a direct shot at seriously building artificial general intelligence and super intelligence, which means to me like the, for, actually now I'm thinking about it, in a rare stroke of insight, Governments looked at this and said, we need to end run the big problem. We've got the little problems, and I want to see the little problems in the sense that like, they're not massive problems. But like, comparatively, your inability to explain a model's behavior is very different than being able to corrigibly turn off an intelligent machine. Like One of those problems is bad, the other problem ends your life. Oh man, yeah, this is, this is like the super intelligence conversation, the AGI conversation, now being the, the default in the White House, which is wild. That's a wild departure from where we were. But the optimistic part is, as this article points out, powers exist for this. You know, they, they, but they start to look more like war powers and things like that, where, someone, where, the, yeah. where the president is empowered to say, this is risky enough. I can pull these triggers to slow X, Y, and Z down while we figure out the nuanced policy. Yep. Doesn't happen very often, but here we are. Hey, we've got a prediction on the books for the classification of sufficiently powerful GPUs like munitions. And wrapping up with fake news, which I feel like is maybe a segment we could stabilize. And I like to put at the end because it's your, your healthy reminder that everything out there is getting weird. Uh, this is from NPR. The headline says, people are trying to claim real videos are deep fakes. Courts are not immune. So we're having the opposite problem of people being yeah. convinced that Ronald McDonald's coronation actually happened. 
Right. So I I now have the problem where I'm looking at sufficiently well shot photographs, like Nick Cave at the coronation, well dressed, hairs look back, looking good. I have a hard time now determining whether or not they're mid journey. Like my my reality detector is starting to fail. And that's the bigger problem, which is why yeah. which is the thing I'm flagging, which is like I think it's easy to take the leap to understanding that hey, I can make whatever I want. And so it, it, you can't trust what you see. If you can't trust what you see, the opportunist can sit on the other side and just go, nah, fake news to everything that they don't want. This already happened before we had fake images. This is this DeSantis' favorite tactic. He just shouts, That's, that ain't real, at whoever is talking, regardless of whether they're talking about the truth. Yep, yep. Um, and this is that fundamental, <laughs> fundamental fraction of reality. As long as, as, long as you, you have the credible ability to say there's a chance that, that isn't the way it happened, it doesn't matter whether or not what you're saying is true or not. The conversation's over. So there's your daily reminder to put on your yeah. goggles. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have mine here. Thanks, everybody. All right, Adam. Thanks for this. See you tomorrow.